Hello everybody, welcome to the first ever episode of Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Gadun Carolis, but my friends call me Spanky. Thank you so much for listening. What I want to start off with is discuss the vision that I have for the podcast. I want to go through the five W's. The who, what, where, when, and why. Let's start off with the who. What I want to do is I want to interview bookmakers and other professional bettors. I want to focus this podcast on betting. Not on sports statistics and what I think this player is, why this player is better than this other player. None of that. Everything's betting. So I want to talk about bettors and bookmakers. Guys who are on the front lines, looking at numbers, analyzing numbers all day, placing bets, whether that be over the counter, on the internet, on apps, etc., etc., etc. So that's what I want to look at. Bookmakers and bettors. Now, a lot of bookmakers um, that I play into are offshore. So, and a lot of them are retired. The retired guys, I might be able to come in and uh, and give a few interviews, but um, but the ones that are currently active offshore, I think there's no chance that anybody will agree to come on this podcast when it comes to that, um, especially the ones you know that are uh, operating um, in faraway places. So, but again, I could. There's other bookmakers all around. If any bookmaker wants to be interviewed by me. Um, by all means, reach out, and I'd be happy to have you on. Also, the same goes for other professional sports bettors. I know many. Most of the professional sports bettors I do know um, would want to stay anonymous and would not want anybody knowing who they are. Um, And that could also be worked out if anybody wants to tell their story or shoot the shit. No problem. So that's the who. Let's talk about the what. Uh, the what you know, the what not, I guess, is, is picks or uh, or or uh, you know what what team I like or where I think is going to happen with this team or that team. I don't even know any players on these teams. Um, I barely understand the rules of these sports. Um, this is just a market for me. So this is surprising to to many. I hope not many of you. If you follow me on Twitter, you'd understand that um, I don't really uh, I don't handicap games. I don't know players. I don't know um, um, what players are on what teams. Um, that's not what I'm about. I'm about line analysis, market analysis, and and, and so on and so forth. So I'm definitely not going to be discussing picks unless maybe if it's for an educational thing where I'm discussing something else going on in my trading or why I'm placing a bet on this team or that team. Um, then maybe if I ever did like a live uh, video cast where I'd explain why I'm betting this, then I guess you could look at that as a pick, but you know what I mean? It's not meant to be that way. That's only meant to show, illustrate an example on how I do what I do. Um, so so definitely not picks. What I kind of want to do is I, I, I want to show some things that, that, that have been that have uh, make, made me successful over the years. Um, and there's a fine line i got to walk doing that. Because, you know, I can't give the whole playbook away and, and 
show you guys everything because then I'm kind of unnecessarily creating competition. So I definitely don't want to do that. But at the same time, listen, I, I've, I'm all for education and to help fellow betters out. I, at one point, when I first came up in the business, um, I used to read the forums all the time, try to pick up information, try to pick up nuggets from guys that knew their stuff when I was just an up-and-coming rookie that didn't know anything. So I'm all for that. And without those forums, there's a lot of invaluable information I would read and read. And um, so that's that's very important um, for me to be able to do that. That's kind of the reason, let's skip right to the why, why I kind of want to do this. I don't mind giving back to the community that has, that has helped me um, support my family and has helped provide um, food on the table. You know, the, the, the betting sports, I've been doing this um, full-time since 2003 and, and, and semi-full-time, part-time, I guess, semi-full-time is part-time, right, since about 99-2000. So, better part of 20 years, I've been earning to this business. I've been betting sports, and I've been making money doing it. So, uh, you know, it, it, I never, I never went to college to try to get a degree and say I'm going to become a professional sports better when I graduate. That never happens. Um, maybe it does to some of you, but back then, you know, it's kind of taboo. You know what I mean? I couldn't tell my mom and and, and my pop saying, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, thanks for paying for the tuition. Um, I'm going to go bet sports for a living." That you know, and 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 you know, it was either going to be a doctor, a lawyer, finance, something where you know, an engineer, something like that, where you know, you just have a high level position. That's kind of this the 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 expectation. Um, so I kind of fell into this, and I'll get into that story, that backstory on how I came up and how this I happened to to fall upon this business. And, um, and that's going to be, maybe I'll give a little piece of that every week, because it's kind of, kind of get boring. I don't really like, you know, going through that whole story. It's a life story, so I kind of don't want to do too much of that um, and put you guys to sleep. But I think it's interesting, and there's a lot of things I picked up along the way that I think might prove to be um, uh, uh, nuggets and life lessons that anybody could learn from. So I did the who, what, why um, you know, also with the why, it's like, you know, I, um, just to let everybody know, <coughs> excuse me, about myself, I'm no genius by any, by any stretch of the imagination, um, I don't even think I'm that smart, but what I do have is I have work ethic, and I think that that's one thing that I'll put up against anybody in any business anywhere, um, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to say I don't accept failure, but I don't want to, I always strive to be the best I can be, and I'm always going to work as hard as I can until I either solve a problem or figure something out, and I'm resilient, and I think that's a very important thing to have, especially in this business, because you're going to run into a lot of different walls and a lot of different obstacles, and if you don't know how to take a step back, shake it off, or pick yourself up, and then try and hit something else from a different angle... That's very important in any walk of life, not just this business, but in any walk of life. So, you know, I remember, you know, I, I, the, the crazy things you pick up, I remember watching back when I was a teenager, um, the Tom Vu seminar. 
um, Tom Vu to uh, make uh, to become rich, and he would do the real estate. And I remember Tom Vu would say this line to me, and it always stuck in my head. He would say, you know, I'm not a genius. I'm just a lucky boy who had a genius idea. Something like that. You know, that's my mock Asian accent. Not too great, but whatever. But Tom Vu, you know, even said he's not a genius, but he had a genius idea. Of course, it was in real estate, but it was also to try to hustle people to come to the seminar and all this, but that's a different story. That being said, it's not about being smart. It's about having a good idea that hasn't been explored before, or maybe it's been explored, but you could do it in a different way. Nobody in any, there's so many sports betting books out there. Nobody's ever, at least I don't know, but to be able to take that book and apply that recipe exactly as written to the current industry or the current standards. You know, um, what I did was... I, the, the most influential book that talks about what I do is the complete book of sports betting by the late great Jack Moore. And that, I was able to read that and a light bulb would come off. And I read a lot of different books, Stanford Wong, Sharp Sports Betting, so many different books, but a light really went off on that, on that Jack Moore book. And then I said, hey, wait a minute, I don't have to handicap games. I don't have to find out create my own lines or figure oh yeah which team is better i don't have to know all these players uh stats or you know this that nothing what i do know is if i work from a top-down approach and then i'm able to think about hey wait a minute if this line means this is reflective of all this information but then if new information comes out that's not reflected in that line then i know i'll have an edge betting that line in anticipation of it moving later same exact thing goes for discrepancies. We as sports bettors have the luxury of being able to shop around and be able to play at different sports books. Every sports book has a different line, especially back then in 99-2000. My God, it was incredible how many sports... Everybody and their mother was a sports bookie back then. And it was just, it was just nuts. You just had, like, you know hundreds of different line sets and everybody had their opinion and um and you were able i was able to look for those discrepancies just like jack moore mentioned in his book and apply some of those techniques to try to be able to attack a weak line so you know when you lay 110 and in this business that's the standard vig and juice that we lay when we're laying 110 we have the right to be able to shop and then pick off whatever number we see fit. So that's some that's that's how I attack this business. Um, where, when, um, I you know right now it's late Wednesday night. I'm in my office. Um, it's you know big day today on on Wednesdays right before Thanksgiving and Black Friday is another huge day. Um, this is like it's just a tough time of year. Um, for us, because when college football and college basketball um, run side by side, it's just mayhem. It, it's, it's a headache, and and it's there's a, it's a lot of earned potential. Don't get me wrong, but um, you know it, there's just a lot of stuff going on. So it's um, but it's hard. Um, but, but but that being said, 
I kind of want to do this. I guess today's Wednesday, so maybe I could rock this every Wednesday. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I think that sounds good. Um, weekly would probably be good. Maybe bi-monthly but might even be better. Again, you know, I run a business here. I got four kids. Um, I don't really... I, I would love to sit and chat maybe over a drink, but right now I'm looking at a computer screen talking to myself, and that really doesn't excite me that much, so I'll try to do my best to try to stay on a weekly schedule, but there's no promises. I don't even know if there's a promise of a second episode, how about that? You know what I mean? I'm going to try my best, see what the feedback's going to be, but who knows? I'm trying to see what... Um, I can offer in this uh, podcast world of sports betting that others lack or that others don't offer. Um, There's a lot of great podcasts out there. I've been a guest on several of them and I've been, you know, fortunate enough to be a guest. Thank you for everyone that's invited me as a guest on their podcast. But I kind of want to take things uh, on a level that, you know, never discuss anything um, of the current week, I kind of want this stuff to be timeless, in essence, to be able to, somebody could listen to this podcast four months later, and say, oh, wow, all right, I could learn from that, or I understand what this guy's talking about, whereas if I'm telling you, oh, yeah, I like the Jets this week, or whatever, like, what, then, that doesn't mean shit four months from now, you know what I mean, so, none of that, you know what I mean, I'm not, I don't want, I don't want none of that, uh, I, I kind of want everything to be just, um, not with a time constraint, and to have these principles apply um, uh, across uh, any time of year, across all platforms. Um, and um, the way, uh, where uh, I'm looking to do this 30 to 60 minutes, you know, I don't really know. Um, I, I guess the average podcast out there is like, I don't know, I think it's 30 to 60 minutes, the ones I've... <coughs> been on or I've listened to have been around 30 to 60 minutes um it's hard be being by myself um bullshitting for that much it's just you know what I mean I, I can't even I don't know what else you know, what a lot uh, what I can say to make things engaging but I'm gonna do my best and and then we'll just go from there so I got this email yesterday um from betting on sports America the BOSA conference that's going to be returning right here in Jersey to the Meadowlands in April of 2020. April 28th through the 30th, to be exact. Um, and they showed a lot of the different speakers that they've picked out. Now, you know, last year I was there, I had a great time at this conference. I met a lot of old friends, made a few new friends a lot of people. I really liked it. I think it was a great, well-run conference. The one thing, though, I think with all these panels or with all these um, uh, booths and whatnot, you know, the panels especially, you have representation of, of, of software companies, of bookmakers, of, you know, different sports, different casinos, you have uh, legal experts, you have racing experts, you have writers, you have, you know, CEOs of all these different companies, but the one thing that I think that's missing, that's the most important part of the industry, is us, the sports bettors, 
you know, last year they had a panel on what U.S. sports bettors want. And ironically, there wasn't a U.S. sports better on the panel. Now, you know, listen, that's their business. They're going to run it the way they want. But I'm trying to put my name in a mix, and I wouldn't mind being a panelist. First off, I don't want to pay $100 to go to this thing. So that's the first reason, let's be real. But at the same time, I think I can, especially if it's a panel like what U.S. sports bettors want, I've been in the game for a long time. I would love to be able to chime in. And listen, a lot of guys, you know, this is like a public uh, 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 outcry to say, hey, listen, betting on Sports America, let Spanky get a chance to go up down that stage and say what I got to say and give my feelings on the industry. Because everybody else is doing it. But why can't the better? And if it ain't me, it's all good. You know what I mean? I still want a little hookup on that fee. You know, don't get me wrong. 800 is 800. But um, but still, I would love for somebody to be able, to, from the professional better side, to be able to say, hey, listen, here's what I would like. Because let's face it. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been kicked out of all these New Jersey sports books. William Hill. Uh, DraftKings. Um, I'm back in a golden nugget, so that's good. Caesars properties I can't even enter. MGM I can't even enter. And that goes with everything. Borgata, Harris, Caesars, Wild West, Bally's, you know, and then William Hill is Tropicana, Oceans, etc. Hard Rock now, you know, doesn't let me bet. They tried to limit me to two hundred dollars. Uh, resorts unfortunately just recently cut me, but I, I I always like the resorts. They have a special place in my heart, the resorts. They're a solid shop. Um, but I've been kicked out of a lot of joints, and, um, and you know what, I would love to be able to see where everybody's mindset is, because I think what happens is, um, there's, you know, there's this European recreation, recreational sports book, uh, mentality coming in to our country, and, um, and, you know, a lot of guys on Twitter, um, say that this is the best model to be a recreational sports book, um, and that's fine. Listen, that, that that's the model that works. That's fine. But I would just wish that these sports books would be upfront, open, and honest about it. A lot of offshore sports books. I remember. I don't know if they still do this. I haven't checked it. On the sports book review, would would there would be a professional players welcome or a recreational players welcome uh, check mark. And some of them did not have the professional players welcome check mark checked, which is real. Listen, you're real. I don't want pros. I just want recreational betters, which means you just want to book dummy action and you don't want your lines manager to work and this is when you're going to kick people out. That's okay. If you want to do that, I can't say no if that's the, if that's the way you want to run your business. But the one thing that will always irk me is when uh, these sports books don't own up to the fact. Um, they put all these dis- uh, these disclaimers and everything, gamble responsibly, 1-800-GAMBLER, do this, that. But let's be honest, you know, you don't believe that shit. These guys don't care if you gamble responsibly. They want you to gamble irresponsibly, lose all your money, 
spend your paycheck, you know, but they'll say, oh, no, nah, we give a shit. No, let's be honest, nobody gives a shit. It's all bullshit. They just have to say that to save face and whatnot. So I would love, I would, I wish that sports books would be open and honest um, to say, hey, listen, we don't take pros, you know, and, 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 and let's call a spade a spade, William Hill, um, you know, I've addressed this with William Hill, even at that last year's conference, Betting on Sports America, uh, the CEO of William Hill, I, I asked him the question, I was in the audience, I raised my hand, and I said, you know, I'd be kicked out, and I, I, I'm very polite, you know, I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna call the guy a dressmaker or anything like that, this is not my style, if I'm wearing, you know, a shirt and tie and a jacket, you know what I mean, Spanky could get polished up and I could talk, uh, I think I could talk pretty eloquently if I had to, but I, I was very polite and I, you know, I, I asked him, I'm like, listen, um, we, uh, you know, several of my colleagues and myself, we're not able to play at your sports book, do you ever plan on uh, imploring a proper risk management strategy that accepts all customers. And um, and the guy, you know, Joe Asher, who I've heard is a very nice guy. I heard from, from, from several sources, mutual friends, is a very nice guy. I got nothing against the guy personally. Um, I, I heard he's a very nice guy. But at the same time, he just said, oh, no, that's all fabricated. That's all... Um, that's all, you know, essentially saying it's bullshit. People don't get kicked out for winning at William Hill. See, this is the type of things that is, you know, we want transparency in this business, um, and that's not being transparent. You know, when you have Dave Purdom at ESPN writing an article interviewing so many pro sports betters saying, no, they've kicked me out, they've kicked me out, they've kicked me out. When you got uh, uh, um, Gil Alexander on his pinned tweet saying that, nah, these guys, they um, they tried to cancel my winning plays, they tried to do this thing, you know what I mean, and we're, we don't want to pay winners. This is the type of shit that, you know what I mean, it's out there already. Let's face it. You guys don't like winners. This is the William Hill way for a 100 years or whatever they did. This is how they've operated in Europe all these years. Be real. It's okay. Nobody, this is America. Nobody, you know, sure, you might get a couple of jabs. Ah, you're a dressmaker, you know what I mean? I'm definitely going to give you a couple of jabs, no doubt. But that's your business. The worst thing you could do, in my opinion, is try to say that and pretend like it ain't so. That's like, you know, why do that? You know what I mean? Because the, we're in a world right now, information age, everything, all the news travels fast. <coughs> and and bad news travels the fastest. And and when you hear this, you know, guys are going to attack. And why unnecessarily get attacked? This is how you run your business. Just own up to it. Um, you know, and I'm not going to mention any names, but, you know, when, when I did ask that question, I've, you know, from several sports books, regulated sports books, guys, hey, you know, I'd get pats on the back out of boy spanky, this, that, because they know the deal, you know, nobody wants to hear, if this is how you run your business, um, then, then own up to it, own up to it, take charge, say this is what we do, we don't kick out winners, you got the marketing girl at the Sloan conference, um, when Jeff Ma asked her that question, um, you know, and he kept on trying to ask that question, um, in a really nice way, and she kept saying, no, nah, no, nah, we love winners, we love, it just on and on and on, you know, where they just deny, 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 when the truth of the matter is, is they, they hate winners, and that's the thing, you know what I mean, I think that 
every sports better um whether you listen to the, listen or listening right now or anywhere else any sports better that i've ever talked to always has this vision has this dream of one day either becoming a professional a semi-professional or making a little extra money on the side to take out their wives, girlfriends, or whatnot. <coughs> and if you're a girl, to take out your husbands um, or your uh, or your boyfriends. So, all every sports better has that dream. No sports better is going to go in there and say, "Yeah, I can't wait to lose today." You know what I mean? Unless you've gone crazy, or unless you know you're such a degenerate that you've already have losing. Uh, ingrained in you, then you're like, okay, I can't wait to lose today, I gotta rush on that, then maybe so, but for the most part, anybody that I've ever met always wants to try and win, and they want to try to make it to the next level, now, you know, how in my, and and again, very few are going to make it to that next level, but there are some that do, there are some guys, and I get this stuff all the time, guys DMing me in my Twitter, hey, listen, I got this model, I'm able to do this, that, and the other thing, and they send me their records, and they do all this, and guys have all these records, and listen, a lot of it's bullshit, no doubt, but listen, some guys may have, may, may be onto something, you know what I mean, I don't really look into that too much, I got really no time to do it, but guys could be onto something, and they could be good enough, and then when they do get good enough, how sucky is it, and this is what I've experienced now, how sucky, um, uh, how much does it suck, or how sucky, sucky, you know, I don't even have to word, but, uh, how sucky is it to know that you, your success will be stifled because, uh, because the sports book doesn't want your action and because you're too good. You know what I mean? This, as we all know, in America, being too good, you're rewarded for that. You're given a pat on the back. You're saying, good job, congratulations. That's how we do it in this country. Unfortunately, in in Europe, or I don't know, if you're too good, they've it's expected then maybe to to get a kick in the ass, and you know if if some you know when you get kicked out of a sports book, it's happened so common over there um, that oh yeah, thank you so much, and then you just walk away and shit. You know what I mean? That, that ain't cool. That's not how we roll here. You know what I mean? That's not cool. It's not right. Um, at least in the culture. Now, again, this is a private business. They're going to do whatever they want. So it might be right by business practice. But I'm just talking about in a, in a, in a social climate, uh, socio, uh, uh, th- you know, thinking about it in, from a social aspect in our society, in American society, being punished for being too good it is not ingrained in our culture. It's just not, um, and, um, and 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 it, you know it's it's terrible. It's terrible that it happens. But it's 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 straight up. It's the facts, um, and we got to live with it. But I I would I wish that sports books would come out. Sports books, like several sports books offshore, some several sports books in Vegas that welcome on all customers, and I would wish they would now start making a run for uh, throughout the country. It's crazy, because you got sports books like the South Point, um, the Westgate, Circa, and these places literally are in water, two joints in Vegas, and that's it. You know what I mean? It's just limited right there, where you have places like William Hill, Caesars, MGM, 
um, where they're everywhere now. They're they're just you know DraftKings. They're just going. They're they're spreading out, and these places are gonna limit you. They're gonna ban you if you're good. So you know I can't really. Um, I'm not gonna. You know you gotta just use your own judgment. But if I was coming up in a business. Um, why would I want, and if I was going to play in one sports book, which is not the right move anyway, we'll get into that another time, but if I was going to give my business to one sports book, it certainly isn't going to be a sports book that is going to limit me and it's going to cut me off and say, we no longer want your business. Um, so I urge anyone out there, if you have a choice, um, choose wisely. I, I think that you know you should definitely <laughs> play into several sports books and line shop, and that's the essence of my business. But we're gonna get into that uh, uh, another time. Um, so that's the whole thing with um, with the thing again. Betting on Sports America. Um, I really enjoyed that conference. I want to try to put my name in a hat. Um, if you'd have me, and if not, all good, no problem. Um, I appreciate it, and I appreciate some type of response, and if it's a no, it's it's okay, no problem. Um, if it's a yes, thank you uh, for having me in advance, and we'll see where that goes. Well, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, and, you know, Thanksgiving has become, it's changed so much um, from just a decade ago used to have the the two football games now I think it's three football games and the college basketball used to be minimal and now my god it's like I don't even know 18 19 games so um it's crazy there's just more and more sport um and uh it's just you know we used we used to try to take off on Thanksgiving but um we kind of you know we usually work the early shift now just to try to get some action in um because there's just too many games to try to we don't want to let that go but um i'd like to wish everybody a happy thanksgiving again thank you so much for listening to the first episode hopefully there'll be more to come um i definitely want to do that mailbag type thing where I can answer questions, I work good off questions, that'll be great, maybe I'll answer a question every week, or or every episode, I don't even know if it's going to be every week, but every episode, and um, we'll go from there, thank you so much for giving me the time, until next time.